Hey y'all, DJ Louie here, just dropping a preview of this week's Pop Pantheon All Access episode, in which Russ and I are breaking down Troy Sivan's third album, Something to Give Each Other, which came out on Friday. Russ and I had very differing opinions on this music, which made for a really dynamic conversation that eventually led us to discussing the paucity of queer representation in pop music still to this day, and the burdensome expectations that are placed on every release by a queer pop figure. So this is a preview. If you like this and you want to hear the rest of the episode along with at least three bonus episodes of this podcast per month, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poppantheon or click the link in the show notes of this episode. So here's a preview of my conversation about something to give each other with Russ. If you were to think of Bloom, of course having moments that sort of explore the ecstasy of the gay romantic and sexual experience and then also undercutting it with a lot of sort of heartbreak pining etc that feels like also part of the gay experience but perhaps something that like maybe could frustrate certain modern gay listeners in terms of like wanting to hear music that like doesn't always have to have that going on i think that this new record goes a pretty far way in sort of mitigating of that issue i'm not saying that's your issue but i do think that was a critique that i saw leveled against bloom even in some reviews of the new album and i think that it's interesting how aggressively for an album that's not very aggressive this album goes towards or seems to be making a huge point to not go to like this album very clearly does not want to represent any aspect of gay sexual life as sad or oh i disagree really yeah i think that a lot of the worst moments on this album to me are when he gets dopey sad and i think there's quite a bit of sadness on this and and the vulnerability, I think, in doses is enchanting. But at a certain point, it makes me feel uncomfortable the amount of longing that he has for people who are not engaged. And mm. it makes me a little bit uncomfortable because it's kind of pathetic. I don't experience it that way because I experience it as true. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it just rings truer to my particular experience. But I think this album does a really nice job of mostly making sex sound delicious and dreamy. And even in some of the heartbreak and sadness, like I think that's kind of the neatest part of this music to me is that like this album to me makes every element of gay male sexual life or at least the gay male sexual life of a globetrotting super sexy chic <laughs> pop star sound like a hazy beautiful dream even when it's sort of heartbreaking and sad i mean i think that's this album's strength to me and that's also maybe this album's weakness i'm not totally sure that's one thing i wanted to try to parse apart with you which is an aesthetic question that i'll put a pin in for once we finish maybe this topic here's a question for you when you say the sort of dopey longing is there a particular moment on this album that you feel like is emblematic of that in a way that grates on you so here is a, a lyric that i think works and I think the song really works on one of your girls. Give me a call if you ever get desperate. Mm -hmm. What a devastating line. Yes.
there's so much longing going on in this record and i think that he's very vulnerable in sharing sort of that desperation yeah which i think is human as gay men we are taught not to share that yes i think sometimes that feels really raw and compelling and i think on one of your girls it feels raw and compelling but as the record continued i just thought that it felt more rote so what feels rote can you give me an example of a song or a moment on the record that like is one that doesn't work for you in that mode are we talking about still got it I still got it does not work for me i still got it back i still got it back Still Got It is certainly the song on this record that feels the most reminiscent of Bloom to me. But for me, that's not a problem. I actually find that like one of the things that took me a minute to adjust to on this record was the sort of overarching mood of haziness and the lack of direct emotional contact. Like I think that there is a lot of raw emotion on this record, but the way that it's produced and recorded puts it all in the context of this sort of reverby, hazy, chill wave dream state that sometimes I lose some of the emotional directness that like I really enjoyed on Bloom. And I was very grateful the first time I heard the record to hear Still Got It because it's one of those songs with more minimal production that doesn't have his vocals kind of drenched in effects and reverb that is a very sort of, I thought, interesting sort of snapshot of seeing somebody that you used to have a relationship with at a party and like it hitting you in a pretty extreme way that you still want to fuck them or you still love them or want to fuck them. I can't you know e either or both whatever and I thought that is an experience that like rings very true to me and I really appreciate the sort of direct simplicity of this song in the context of a lot of songs that feel maybe a little hazier to me if that makes sense yeah I don't know listen I just feel like song after song is thematically similar mm. and the lyrics go against the positioning of the record and the lyrics go against the way that he has been talking about the record mm. and the lyrics go against the title mm. often of the record and the singles from the record i sort of feel like there's two things going on here you know he puts out this album it's called something to give each other which to you means what without the context of the actual music so what he is trying to posit here is that there is a community oriented aspect to queer sex that even if we are not doing compulsory heterosexuality if we are doing a hookup culture that within hookup culture there is space that we have something to give each other right that we have something to offer that we can be tender that we can show love to somebody in a moment and never see them yes. again and i think that that's actually quite a revolutionary Agreed. idea so that framing absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. and i think that you see that in the singles mm -hmm. on this record. Mm -hmm. What I felt as this record moved on was that there were so many moments where he was just pining after someone. And that goes against the idea that we are out here in the world offering different people different things and that we are getting rid of the old ways of thinking. We're getting rid of the heterosexist ways of thinking. We're getting rid of the expectation that love exists within a monogamous package, within a relationship relationship within all of these modes of being together with one another that come from heterosexual culture of a man and a woman. And I feel like he is trying for this really revolutionary idea, but in so many of the songs, he just goes back to longing and pining. And I find that boring. 
And I think he's done that so much already in his career. And I think that he is gesturing towards something really exciting with this record. And I think that he fails to arrive there. That's interesting because I have two responses to that. One is I understand the perception of the framing in that way. And I think that's correct on some level, but I would expand that framing of something to give each other to mean that all interactions, including the ones you're speaking about and any others, including pining and rejection, including romantic love, every relationship has something meaningful to give each other. That was the sort of framing that I walked away from this record thinking about after processing it. Like, I think that that's what he's trying to say here. I mean, he says the phrase on a number of songs, including on In My Room, which is kind of like a globetrotting sex glow vibey song where he's literally trying to sort of parse apart in the moment I thought the fallout of like a one night stand where he's had this incredible night with a guy and he's sort of going, is it just admiration? Is it copulation? Is it adoration? Which to me is a very recognizable emotional feeling and like concluding, let's keep it messy, which I think is a very real and interesting and also like very much in standing with I think what you are hoping for from this record, which is like, here's a song about a one night stand that is kind of honestly living in the gray zone of like what that might mean for somebody. I think the other thing is that maybe you're expecting Troy to be somebody or hoping that Troy is somebody that he's not. Because I think Troy ultimately is like a hopeless romantic is clearly like the end game here. Like there's a feeling of exploration, but there's also a sense that like at the end of the day, he's a hopeless romantic. Like, you know, there's those lyrics on the final song, How to Stay With You, in which, you know, he says, I feel like my mother might like you. I feel like my brother might like, you know, this feeling of like this ultimate sort of desire to settle down. I think the thing that maybe I'm agreeing with you, but works for me, I think maybe that's where we're sort of just, I think we're on the same page about what this album is doing. But I think I just find it honest because I think there is complexities in the state of gay sexual culture. I think that there is both liberation, freedom, excitement, adventure, breaking of norms that is like necessary and incredible in the way that gay sex culture is different than heterosex culture and the way that we own that sex can be casual, casual sex can have elements of romance, sexual connection can be tender and loving and then disappear. I mean, all the things that, you know, you were sort of cataloging for us about this earlier, but I think that there is reality to the fact that there are at least some people within that culture that also wish for other things and feel complexity around those things. And also, we are all products, ultimately, in ways that are, I think, hard for us to piece apart in our minds of colonial heteronormative culture. And I think there's so many ways in which we can aspire to move beyond that and we can wish to move beyond that. And maybe some of us are more successful at breaking those cyclical hegemonic norms for themselves. And there's ways in which we are products of the culture that we're born into and you kind of can't pretend that you're not if you're not. And maybe he's just not. And to me, that's a very relatable experience. I'm going to share something personal, which is something that I think pertains to one of your girls, which is... That was just a preview. If you want to hear the rest of that episode, along with at least three bonus episodes of the show per month, plus a ton of other bonus perks, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash or click the link in the show notes of this episode.